Uh, the one, <laughs> the one I got my wife. Yeah, the one you got your wife. How about that one, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> so. On the cover, it was like two donkeys, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like, you know, rubbing up and, and enjoying each other. You know, there's hearts <laughs> and stuff. You know, they're like kissing or whatever. And then on the inside, it says, so glad your ass is mine. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In Province Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Eric in for Vince. Vince is back midweek next week. He is heading to Florida with the family. His daughter is on the cheer team there, Greendale, and uh, they have a chance to win it all. The team is very good. They're going to nationals down there. They've done this before. Exciting times. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And it's pretty, what's funny about it is that like everyone's involved in it. Like when you participate as a fan or as a, you know, someone who's just in the audience, if you're a parent, you better be all in. You better be doing the cheers and whatnot, too. That's a lot of dedication. Yeah, part of the deal. Like, it's more than just helping with fundraising. No, you're part of the act, in a way. So, wishing the best of luck to the Greendale Cheer Team. In fact, uh, Vince was telling me there's more than a dozen, I believe he said, at least close to a dozen uh, different schools from across Wisconsin that are going to be participating. So, pretty neat down there in Orlando. So, Vince is back after the weekend. Michelle Richards is here. I'm Eric Bilstad. So there's a story that came up this morning that I find fascinating that this is an actual possibility. This is unfortunately based out of Australia, but who knows? It's basically a work-life balance law. And the idea is there should be a right to disconnect and that workers in Australia should be able to ignore calls and texts from their bosses. Australia introducing laws known as the right to disconnect, granting workers the right to ignore unreasonable calls and messages from their bosses when outside of work hours and without penalty. The proposal even calling for potential fines for employers that breach the rule. Lawmakers in favor of the measure say it would protect workers' rights and help restore work-life balance. In Esdelicuatera, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. One thing is for sure, like, that'll get you reelected if you're, like, up <laughs> tight, tight election there. Hey, you know what? I'll make sure that you never get bothered from your work folk. How about more PTO while you're at it? <laughs> yeah, why can't we there have we that? There we go. <laughs> so right to disconnect, I, I, while I appreciate the idea, it seems like there'd have to be a lot of exceptions to the rule. Right. So she did say unreasonable calls and texts. Okay, well, how do you define unreasonable? Well, like if you're a doctor, for example, like... And you need to come in <laughs> because there's an emergency. Would you always be on call? Like, would that basically be part of the deal? No matter what your job is, you're on call. So then your right. boss can text you if they need you for something. I think in, in some cases it's kind of par for the course. Like that's what you sign up for. If you become, you know, an emergency department doctor, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I obviously I'm thinking this is more, I mean, there's going to be the exceptions of EMS, mm-hmm. uh, you know, first responders, People in the you know the media whatever are are going to be in a different stratosphere as far as how often they're going to be called in. But if if you have a standard job, nine to five salary job, which oftentimes can be more than forty hours a week for mm-hmm. whatever reason, the idea that your company or your firm can't call you after five or even email, which I think they just basically mean reach out to you or connect with you. I mean, and be penalized. Yeah, and get fined if they do. I mean, I, we we talk so much of um, mental health issues and whatnot. And again, I'm not suggesting that this is necessarily the best way to go. 
Um, however, if you want to like make sure that like employees are in a better space, <laughs> let them just pull the shoot right away at 5 p.m. and okay, see you tomorrow. I love it. Got a text from uh, from a listener here saying, "Well, what about uh, if you're a teacher? Can we make sure that parents can't reach teachers on weekends or after hours as well?" I no, no. I, I as a parent, I right. I'll call you whatever I want to. Well, I won't call my kids <laughs> teachers, but if I send an email on a Saturday, I don't expect them to, you know, get back to me that day necessarily. I just want to get it off my well, plate. And that's another question too with this. So, like, if if this is going to be something that like. Do you have to, is it the idea that you have to respond? Because people now can decide. It's, it's more of deciding whether or not you as a worker should be penalized or not promoted or not getting a raise because you don't seem to come off as someone who wants to work harder because you're not taking emails or calls at eight o'clock at night. And for those who want to work late, you know, go for it. I've even seen in some email signatures, like a little disclaimer at the bottom, like, I may be emailing you outside of work hours, but I do not expect you to do the same. No, no, come on. Absolutely. I have seen that within my own organization. Hmm. That seems seems over the top. Because that many people actually have that trigger that they need to well, respond? Because Yeah, they, they think it's expected. If your boss emails you at 7 o'clock at night, okay. that you should be checking your email too. And if you don't respond, you might, you know, get in trouble with your boss. Hmm. I'm very curious to see where this goes. It's called the right to disconnect and Australia is all in. And by the way, this, this comes at a time when like more and more companies across the world, more so than in the U S but it is happening here too, are going for that whole four day, a work week thing. I mean, there's a real play for this. The question though becomes is like productivity. Like, will we be able to be as productive as a society? I'm not saying as a worker, because trust me, I'm all in on it. Like I don't, I'd love to not, never be bothered. Like, I'm not suggesting I want to work all the time. I'm not Vitrano. <laughs> you and I are very different in that way. And I say that with affection. But I, but I just I have a hard time believing that certain companies will be able to, and I'm not talking about first responders or, or hospitals. I'm just talking about general mm-hmm. firms would be able to be as productive if they can't reach out or if there can't be times when you can bug someone outside hours. Yeah. Hmm. From the 262 on the WDTMJ Talk and Tax Line. Sounds like working for the government. <laughs> hey, there it is. Uh, here's another one from the 262. Best thing I ever did for work-life balance was to take my work email off my phone. Now, I've heard of people doing that before. That. But it's whether or not you're expected to look at it, right? Like, Or is it on you? Like, If you reply to one email... Is that just, well, Michelle does this, so I know Michelle will respond. It's 545 and she wrote me back, so now I know I can email her into the evening. I'm not, I have kids to take care of. I No, I'm not checking my email all night. That's, no. Well, this is one we're going to have to monitor. I'm very curious. I, I, I do think that this is already happening here. Like, I think there's a lot of people that are disconnecting anyway, regardless of whether or not it's law or whether or not the company wants them to. Right. You're not paid for 24 hours of work, people. You're paid for <laughs> the job that you do during the time that you're supposed to do it. Wisconsin's Morning News, Saturday Unlimited, WTMG News on 824. Eric Bilstead along with Michelle Richards. Vince is out for the rest of the week and into next week. 
So it was super warm today, record-breaking temps. 52 is the high today. 51 is the high tomorrow. And this comes as we get closer and closer to sturgeon spearing season. That opens on Saturday. So how's the ice? Unfortunately, the ice is not very good. Um, you do, we will, of course, have the diehards out there, but it's it's sketchy. Um, you can find thick ice, but it's, it's real like honeycomb, real uh, spongy. Very, very soft ice right now. That is Ann Cross and her husband. They own Wentz on the Lake north of Fond du Lac. It's not a word I want to hear when, when I hear them discussing the ice up there. Sketchy. Soft ice. That means mm, water. Right. So they will have the diehards out there, the ones who kind of know how to do it. Um, but unfortunately, Ann says that this year it's, it's not going to be quite the same because of the mild weather we've already had. It definitely is already um, for all the businesses around the lake. We all have sturgeon pools, um, different fun events. Um, the pools we usually by now have five, six hundred names on them. Right now we're at like 150 I feel like there will definitely be a people around. I don't think there's anything to do right now. So I think we'll be busy with just onlookers. But as for Spears, it'll be the diehards, the people who maybe know the lake a little better. I know the majority of people coming in right now are saying we're not going out there. So the Crosses joined us on Wisconsin's Morning News on Wednesday. They own Wentz on the Lake. Yes, more on Wentz on the Lake in a second. But wanted to bring this, Michelle, because there's a lot of talk of like, well, what do you do? Like, what can actually be done? Obviously, you can't control the weather. You can't force someone to use a snowmobile they can't even use anyway. Um, John talked to a guy who rents out snowmobiles in uh, Eagle River, and here's what he said. Revenue isn't down, you know, 10% or 20%. For us and our snowmobile rentals, it's down 100%. Yeah, everything. Not making any money. no one has rented right. a snowmobile. So there is a push by some for the governor to declare a, a state of emergency in this case. So it's not unprecedented. I caught up with WDTMJ's John Mercure, host of the Wisconsin's Afternoon News Show. Of course, he's been on this quite a bit recently. Here's what he had to say about that. Yeah, they'd like to see that. And the governor in our state has wide discretion when it comes to declaring a okay. weather state of emergency. Scott Walker in 2012 declared a state of emergency because of the drought for all 72 counties. It had not been done prior to that, but he decided he wanted to because of the economic devastation. Yeah. I think we think of state of emergency with things that are sudden and destructive beyond nature, right. like a tornado or a flash flood or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in Wisconsin, it seems in our Constitution, the governor could issue a state of emergency and their legislature is not required to do that. And basically what that would mean is if he headed down that path, there could be grants that are issued low interest loans or zero interest loans so that people could make payroll and help get through these couple months where there's no money coming in. So as of now, there's nothing to indicate that that's going to happen, but there is a push right now. And there's some state reps also hoping that they can make some movement on that. So back to Wentz on the lake. So you're going to go there, right? You're going to go pay it a visit maybe? I'm going to be near there this weekend. North of Fond du Lac, Wentz on the Lake has been around for 60 plus years. We talked to Anne and her husband. So Anne is also the sister of the legend, the man, the myth. So I got on the phone and I called Sean Went. And I said, Sean, I need some help. Yes, Sean Went. So Sean Went, of course, uh, the, uh, the guy who does everything in that area who helped that gentleman pull out a huge sturgeon, just boated one last year, didn't actually boat it, but pulled it out of the water, and says that the legend of Sean Went is growing. Customers come in literally weekly, and they bring this up. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, it's not ending. They bring him gifts. Bring him gifts. 
the legend on it. It's great. <laughs> so they come and bring gifts for Sean Wentz weekly at Wentz on the Lake. And here's my favorite part. So that this news clip of this guy saying he called him. So I got on the phone and I called Sean Wentz. So that guy is the one who pulled out this like, you know, enormous sturgeon last year or the year before. I remember how long it's been. Anyway, that sturgeon is up at TJ's. And Ann says that they actually gave homage to Sean for helping him get it out. They actually hung that huge surgeon up. They mounted that big surgeon and they made a plaque. And on the plaque with a picture of the gentleman who got it. And then it says, gasped by the legend, Sean Went. I mean, it is really gone. <laughs> so there you go. So proud of the legend in Fond du Lac County. Meanwhile, Ann's like, what about me? <laughs> yeah, we'll go once on the lake. There you go. <laughs> there you go. 829 on Wisconsin. Wisconsin's Morning News, Eric Bilstead in for Vince Vetrano. Michelle Richards is also here. My thanks to Greg Pancake Hill for everything, as always, today. Okay, so Valentine's Day is less than a week away now, so you got to get on your horse if uh, you're going to do anything special on that day. But you have something, Michelle, for those who are anti Valentine's Day. Anti-Valentine's Day, or maybe you just got jilted by some <laughs> All right. person and just dumped right now, and maybe you want to get a little revenge. I think this, this started to become popular a few years ago, right? Like with that zoo that would let you buy a cockroach right, and yeah. name the cockroach after your ex, and then they'd feed it to an animal or yeah, something. Yeah, and you could and watch it get eaten. Now there's squashed. all kinds of stuff, um, including... <laughs> What's wrong with us? <laughs> there's a company called Who Gives a Crap? Ah, all right. <laughs> toilet paper. Okay, Good they start. do toilet right. paper. Right. Um, and they have a flush your ex campaign. Get ready to get petty, according to their website. So they are going to take your old love letters. If you have old love letters lying around from your ex, okay. and you're mad at your ex and you want to do something petty, then you can send those letters to this company and they will magically transform the X is BS into TP because nothing says closure like no, knowing that someone somewhere is putting those sweet nothings exactly where they belong. So they transpose the words onto toilet paper and then you can do your business. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I think they just recycle the paper. I, that's my assumption. I don't know. Oh, maybe I thought you could read the actual <laughs> letter on there. <laughs> that might be th- that might re- require some what? investigation on my end here. I'm not sure. How badly would you have had to be jilted <laughs> to spend the time and energy to do this? Well, my question is: Does anybody write love letters anymore, and you just keep them if you have an ex that you don't like? And then, are you going to Taco Bell the day before to really make sure? <laughs> like, what are you doing with that TP? Is it only know. for you? <laughs> hmm. I do find that interesting, though, the the number of uh, businesses now trying to make money off of this very commercial holiday. Well, and then there's P.F. Chang's is giving away free dumplings uh, there, if you see? just got dumped. <laughs> Come on. Why do we have to celebrate the negative? I got to be something good. <laughs> just make you feel better hey, with some dumplings. Let me ask you this, because we talked about this earlier, and I don't know if I ever really got your take on this. So like a week ago... Uh, I was at Walgreens and I happened to glance over and I was like, oh, okay, all the Valentine's Day is up because they're really good about, you know, doing that ahead of time. And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, picking up shampoo or whatever I'm grabbing. I'll grab a couple of Valentine's Day cards. So I got one for my mom. I always send my mom a card and I got one for my wife and I walk up to the checker and beep, she's doing the stuff and she scans the card I got my mom and she reads it. And then she like smiles, puts it down. 
Then she scans the card that I got my wife, and she looks at it, doesn't smile, and sets that one down and goes about checking all my stuff. <laughs> what did the card say, <laughs> Eric? <laughs> well, so that's the, the awkward part. So like the one I got my mom uh, is a great card. It just basically said, essentially it says, you're like the only person that I'll answer the phone for. You know, mm-hmm. happy Valentine's Day. Because it's true. If my mom calls, I, you know, right. as long as I hear the phone ring, I'm going to answer it. Uh, the, one, <laughs> the one I got my wife. Yeah, the one you got your wife. How about that one, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> so on the cover, it was like two donkeys. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, you know, rubbing up and, and enjoying each other. You know, there's hearts and stuff. <laughs> You know, they're like kissing or whatever. And on the inside, it says, so glad your ass is mine. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great card, by the way. And the lady, she didn't smile at that one. She smiled at the other one. And I didn't know if I should try to explain like, A, you know, my wife will think that's funny or or B, one of these is for my mother, not like some other person. side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I just never heard of that before. Someone actually reading your cards. It it felt weird to me. It's weird. It's really weird. (laughs) Like if you work there and maybe, you know, you have a break or something, go over to the card section if you're curious about the Valentine's cards. (laughs) But like you wouldn't read someone's cards because as Jen Latta pointed out earlier, what if it's, you know, like we've we've had some tough times and <laughs> we've right. made it through and, you know, right. we'll be OK. I love yeah, that'd, you. That'd <laughs> be a little important that, you know, it's something it, like very serious. And I'm glad just, we made it through that really bad. Weird. Well, and also, I'm usually in a hurry, right? Like, I don't want I don't have time for you to sit there and like read all my stuff. <laughs> I wanna, like, I'm, a, I'm running errands. I, I got kids. Get I got to right. get places. From the text line, the 262 on the WDTMJ talking text line. The best part of this story is the fact that as a man, you actually already got your Valentine's cards. Good on you. And then the other one uh, from the 262. Why are you buying the card five days too early? So there you go. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, you got to get the appropriate one for your wife. Yes, right. <laughs> 851 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Petrano, Eric Bilstead, along with Michelle Richards. WTMJ Steve Scafidi is next. Did you catch our 10 minutes with Mark Tauscher earlier today? I did not. So Tausch, all week, we've been peppering him with Super Bowl trivia mm-hmm. ahead of the game on Sunday. And today we did Super Bowl ads. So since you didn't hear, I'm gonna let's throw some of these at him, Michelle, see what he does here. Okay, so this one is from 1992. Ultra-famous supermodel sexily drank from a Pepsi can. Who was that supermodel? I can give you a multiple choice. Christy Brinkley? No. Did you say 92? 1992. Oh, what's the other one? Oh, ooh. He's got blonde hair? No. Sandy Blonde. Would you call it Sandy Blonde? No, she's kind of brunette. Of a brunette. I yeah. know who she is, but I can't picture, I can't think of her name. Cindy Crawford. Yes. Cindy no, that's Crawford. not what I thought of. Cindy, I, I love Cindy Crawford, by the way. All right. She's that's gorgeous. what everyone seems to say. She's still gorgeous. <laughs> still, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, next one. Which famous world leader appeared in a Pizza Hut commercial in 1997? I can give you a multiple choice. Yeah, let's do that. A, Mikhail Gorbachev. B, Bill Clinton. C, George H.W. Bush. I'd say Gorbachev. Yes, at the Pizza Hut in Moscow, Gorbachev is hailed and they cheer him as he's eating his deep dish. I wonder if Putin would do a commercial. You think he would? (laughs) Yeah, what would that be? 
What would the ad be? A gun he company? Wouldn't, wouldn't be wearing a shirt, right? Yeah. He <laughs> loves to take his shirt off. Could be an X Lax. And ride horses with <laughs> yeah. a shirt on. All right, last one. In yes. 2003, this is one of the most popular ads of the this century, I would say. Break was over 15 minutes ago, Mitch. Yes, Terry Tate, the office linebacker. You know you need a cover sheet on your TPS reports, Richard. That ain't new, baby. Hey, Terry. Hey, Janice. <laughs> so Terry Tate would run around tackling people in the office, making sure that they were efficient. Well, it's game time. It's pay time, baby. Woo! The ad, very popular. In fact, I have to admit, I thought Terry Tate was a real football player. He's not. He's an actor mm-hmm. with a different name. What was Terry Tate office linebacker selling? Oh, geez. I don't know. Was it A, Reebok, B, Office Max, or C, Doritos? Well, I mean, the, the most obvious answer, probably wrong, would be Office Max. So I'll go with the obvious just because it makes sense. It is not Office Max. Doritos. It was Reebok. Oh, I got them all. Twice I was wrong. Terry Tate, one of the most famous commercials, and none of us could remember <laughs> I <laughs> what it was about. I remember the commercial. I, no, I well, totally remember the commercial, but it's, you know, you, you're into the commercial, but then you forget what they're selling. I think yes. that's right. kind of the problem with being too creative. What do you got coming up? Uh, great hour. We have two legal scholars, legal experts. Both of these guys have argued some big cases. One a former U.S. attorney, one a current attorney in Milwaukee who was involved in the redistricting case. Talking about all the legal questions swirling around politics in America today. It's going to be a fascinating hour, 9 to 10. WDTMJ Now with Steve Scafidi is next. Going to be uh, showers in the forecast today. Storms possible tonight. Keep an eye on them. A high of 52. The forecast sponsored by Daydre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. That's a load. This is Carl. Doug. The Milwaukee Business Headlines now from the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. Wauwatosa manufacturer Briggs & Stratton names a new interim CEO in the wake of its CEO leaving after being with the company for five months. Joe Leotini left the CEO post and Briggs' CFO, Christina Cerniglia, steps in as the new interim CEO. The blue and gold brewing business that gives Marquette University students real-world biz experience debuts a new beer. Its beer can cream ale will be available in local partner tap rooms and on Saturday during the Marquette game at Pfizer Forum. Northwestern Mutual settles its lawsuit against a Milwaukee development firm led by Joel Lee through a downtown property trade. The insurance giant bought a downtown office building in that settlement. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.